0: Hello everybody, thank you for joining us on this lovely Tuesday for another episode of Dog Owners Tell All. If you didn't catch it, I am now Dog Mom Mentality instead of Layla May. This is so that I could just represent myself a little bit more and what I talked about Um, and I realized that I showed my face just as much as I showed Layla's sweet face, so hope you don't mind that. This episode with Lindsay is really great, and I can't wait for you to listen to it and enjoy it, Uh, but before we get into it, I wanted to let you all know that from here on out, this is mainly going to be a podcast podcast, Um, So, it's not going to be transferred over from IG Live or IG TV. So, I'm hoping to have better audio quality and be able to get more content out to you guys and have um, just overall better produced episodes. Now, that doesn't mean I may do an IG TV or an IG Live with a guest from the podcast after an episode has been released I just want this to be an overall really great experience for you guys listening. And I want, you know, the quality to be there, all of the words to be there, everything that's said. I don't want something silly that happened on Instagram to limit what you all hear on this end. So I think mainly doing it just as a podcast with really good equipment is going to help this so much. So I'm really looking forward to better produce this podcast and I'm excited to announce that the first episode with equipment um, and better audio will be a solo episode where I tell you a bit about mine and Layla's story and let you get to know us better if you have any questions or have recommendations for someone that you would love to hear on this podcast you can shoot me a dm at dogmommentality and i can't wait to hear from you and i really hope that you enjoy this episode and that you keep enjoying the podcast hi there i'm caroline dog mom to australian shepherd mix Layla May, Welcome to Owners Tell All, an Instagram live series where I chat with other dog owners about the successes and struggles of owning a dog. As a first-time dog owner and mental health advocate, my goal is to make new dog owners feel less alone, give hope for those problems people thought they couldn't solve, and match words to how their dog is acting or how they are feeling. Thanks for being here, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at L-A-Y-L-A underscore Ilm A Y Y. Hello. Hi. How are you, Lindsay? Good, how are you? I'm good. Um my tripod is just like a mess. <laughs> the room behind me is a mess. Um the my like ring light is the thing on it just decided to crap out, so if my phone falls don't don't be alarmed <laughs>
1: no worries
0: i I will uh not
1: think that you got hurt like caught in an earthquake or anything like that.
0: yeah, oh. it's like hanging on by a literal hair tie, <laughs> so I like have my phone like rubber band with with my nice. hair tie like around my tripod, um yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't help that I have to charge my phone right now. Yeah, because it's but. almost dead. So I have like cords everywhere, and it's it's just a Monday. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. All, you know, all part it. of the fun.
0: Yeah. So, how's your day been?
1: Uh, it's it's going. Um... Yeah, we're uh going through kind of a reorg at my company right now, so work is super stressful. Um, but, you know, uh got time outside with Mabel, which is good. We had disc class earlier this uh evening, although our instructor didn't show up, um,
0: which what is a bummer. Was you do that? just kind of um, do it as like a group workout? Yeah.
1: Your- yeah, like those of us that were there were like, Well, this was the uh up dog game she was gonna have us do, let's try to figure it out ourselves.
0: So, yeah, Yeah. well, I appreciate wow. you joining me this evening yeah. after your kind of journey <laughs> of the day. Um, so how many sports have you done with Mabel?
1: Uh, okay, um, gotta think. Uh, so we primarily do agility, mm-hmm. um and barn hunt and rally um we have tried uh dock diving we're newer to disc um and then we do uh fast cat as well which is a sport even though it you know there's no real training for it it's just yeah. run real fast um and so that's that's six official uh sports that we've done um and then we've also gone through like our, our trick titles um haven't done any of the like stunt dogs which is doing the tricks live in front of people
0: uh, okay. but yeah maybe someday okay well that's awesome so you have like dabbled in almost everything possible that you could dabble in you know what i mean
1: for um for a dog her size in particular like uh, Mabel's probably never going to do protection sports as an yeah. example. Um, uh, and not getting any to any of the brute specific. Um, oh yeah, we've also tried herding, I guess mm-hmm. that's,
0: yeah. Um, another one, but yeah, we've, we've tried a lot. Oh. That's amazing. And hello to everyone who's joined Hi Fluffy Poodle. Um, Hi, Obi, Dina, and Apollo. I see some familiar faces on here. Um, well, that's awesome. I think it's great that you've done all these different sports, and I want to to dive more into those and talk about some of those tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But let's first start off with kind of just who you are um, and give us, like, how old Mabel is, like, um, you know, just kind of the, the 411 on you all. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hi Maya and Andrea. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, glad y'all made it. Um, I know you hit a deer,
0: so I hope everyone's okay. Um, oh my gosh, was Maya in cool. the car? I hope not. Yeah, uh, deer, deer will mess you up. That's for we'll sure. We'll talk about that right. later. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Sorry, uh, I get distracted easily, but um, I'm Lindsay. Uh, I am. I currently live in uh, Connecticut. Uh, Mabel is a mini American shepherd. She's a year and eight months now. Um, When's her birthday? Uh, it's December 23rd.
0: Okay. Um, Layla's birthday is October 30th. So she'll be two in two months. Nice. Two months.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. Coming up, coming up quickly, quicker, quicker than I'd like sometimes. Um, yeah, I I got Mabel at the beginning of the like right before the pandemic started. I like to, you know, not not an intentional pandemic puff, but it uh, worked out that way. Um, That's yeah. what I said
0: about Layla too. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, uh, and and nothing nothing especially wrong. Anyone who did choose to uh, you know get a dog during pandemic, I I get it. Um, so no no stress there, but yeah um, and we participate in a lot of sports. She's a bit on the anxious reactive side as uh, at a default, and so getting involved through through sports and other activities has been a really great way to kind of build our relationship and also give give some structure and more focused you know jobs to do for her mm-hmm. um, so yeah.
0: So how did you, um, like, have you always been kind of into dog sports? I know that you're a um, a do-more with your dog. Is that what it's called? You're a yeah. do-more with your dog evaluator. Mm-hmm. And um, which, for those of you who don't know, is pretty much equivalent to, like, the AKC trick titles, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And you can actually uh, transfer them over. And there mm-hmm. are a lot more trick options and do more with your dog. So I always say like, that's a better route to go if you want some flexibility. Um, yeah, I so I worked as a a dog trainer in in college. Um, I didn't grow I didn't up with die. Yeah, um, I, I worked at just, you know, Petco. So nothing, nothing super fancy. But I always wanted dogs growing up and we didn't have them. And then pretty much immediately moving off to college. Like I had a dog within two months Um, and yeah, I just really fell head over heels with the process of, you know, creating this bond and relationship with your dog and all of the cool things that you could do together. Um, So with my dogs before Mabel, I never really got involved in sports um, uh, because Broke college kid mostly, and not being yeah. around uh, a lot of uh, facilities for for it, um, did go through the process of you know getting their trick titles and, and doing some some stuff at home. Um, but with with Mabel and and having more more time and uh, you know a better better paying job at this point in my life, um, wanted wanted to get involved in in more more sports.
0: Do you think the pandemic had anything to do with that? Like, do you think it kind of increased your, like, curiosity about it or, like, gave you more time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the other bit of context there is out, outside of dog life, my primary hobby, uh, I I swing dance. Um, and I think uh, we've chatted about that. Yeah, that yeah. I did
0: in high school and college. Yeah
1: and it's it's kind of kind of crazy um that it's it's this whole like sub niche of of the world you know all all over the world there are uh dance clubs and events so that was something that i was doing you know usually multiple times a week and and traveling multiple times a month uh and that all shut down during the pandemic because you can't really social dance and uh, social distance and partner dance together. Um, So yeah, I think the sort of finding opportunities really lent themselves to not doing other things with my time um, as well as the fact that I find dog training stuff really lent itself well to social distancing, right? Yeah, Um, for sure. You know, I I already like, I didn't want my dog being directly next to anyone else or any other dog. So adding the extra distance, uh, putting things outdoor when possible. um, And especially because I moved back to Connecticut in the middle of the pandemic. It's really been like a structured way for me to meet people that i mm-hmm. otherwise would have just you know been at home this whole time so
0: for sure yeah. did you meet andrea and maya like after um the pin pand- or not after but like during the pandemic like through yeah. Instagram.
1: yeah yeah we met we that's met amazing through, through instagram and um at the time i was living downtown and we found out yeah we lived a few blocks from each other so uh started meeting up and doing you know, structured walks and other
0: training activities um that's yeah. awesome agreed that's yeah it's crazy like how this whole realm can bring you connections and and I don't want to say like networking but like kind of you know what I yeah mean? um you would you would meet people that you would have never met before yep
1: yeah it's it's been uh, a little odd because we've had a a couple times at like some dog events in the area where um someone hears me like talking to Mabel and they're they're like wait is that Mabel the mini and I'm like uh yes it is um which is cool like you know small world and Instagram brings people together but also like yeah I'm not used to being recognized
0: for my dog's Instagram. That's hilarious it's it's funny that you say that because like, I'm having a reel right now that is going, mm-hmm. like, it's increasing in views. And today I got a message request and I opened it and it just said, Did you go to Russell High School? And I was <laughs> like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, All Wait, the one in Flatwoods, Kentucky? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time I had a Russell shirt on so I like sent them a picture like yep yeah, I went to the same high school <laughs> they were yeah, like yeah awesome. in middle school there I was like cool. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny but okay to get into more to more dog training stuff um were your previous dogs before Mabel reactive at all or was Mabel kind of like Or maybe if they were reactive, you just kind of didn't know, like, what to do at the time. And then with Mabel, you started really transforming, like, the way that you saw dog behavior.
1: Yeah, um, and that's, it's hard for me to know for certain because very different circumstances. Um, I do think that just in general, the dogs I had prior to Mabel were a bit more stable, level-headed, Uh, one of them was a, you know, standard Australian shepherd. So had some of the Aussie quirks with that. Um, I like she, she was a little fearful. I think we could never quite nail it down. Like, was it hats? Was it facial hair? The combination of both. Um, but overall, um, pretty, pretty level, even things that she had been a little uncertain of she was able to work past that. Um, but any sort of behavioral like problems there um, were so much easier to manage because we lived at the time like in a uh, fenced in yard house in the middle of the suburbs. We didn't have to go anywhere um, if we didn't want to. We did, (laughs) you know, she came to work with me and we would go to to parks and things like that but it was very much on our own terms where with Mabel um you know especially living in a downtown area where every single time you step out the door you know there there was no quiet street to walk down or an isolated place you were just at uh the mercy of what your environment is and anything that you could uh happen to interact with so I, I, so, yeah, I think Mabel is, at at baseline, more more anxious, more reactive than other dogs that I've had. Um, but also, circumstances are just way more challenging.
0: Yeah, like you said, you're at the city's mercy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never know what's going to be coming around the corner. And yeah. that's something that, um, like, we live in a suburb, Um you turn out of our street and go one way. It's a little bit more busy. You turn mm-hmm. the other way and it's a lot more quiet. Um, and I make sure to go both ways because yeah. you know, the days that I feel like she's had a lot and maybe a little bit more closer to like her threshold, I'll go the more quiet way. But yeah. the days that I'm like, okay, we need to practice and have a little bit of challenge so that you can be like desensitized yeah, and, and able to handle those harder things. Like, you know, we'll go the other way where we go, Past a gas station, past mm-hmm. a skate park, like a park, and you know, all these like different yeah. things. So, um, but that's that's one thing that I will say I haven't had the challenge of like living in a downtown area, yeah. Um, and even so, we we got Layla and we were still in college, um, mm-hmm. but we were only in college about a month before okay, quarantine hit. And Layla's had a really rough time recently with people coming over, mm-hmm. um, just getting very excited and almost like jealous that all the attention isn't on her. Um, yeah. Or if we all kind of congregate in another room, she gets like FOMO and then it's like, what's going on yeah. in there? Just, you know, goes nuts. Um, and we went over to our friend's house who has two dogs but Mm -hmm. it's in a college house and there's people coming in and out all the time. And the dogs are so calm. And it made me think like, you know, they've just been exposed to this environment while they've grown up. Whereas Layla only experienced that for about a month and then was basically shut out. I don't want to say shut out from the world, but like for a solid year, we had zero guests. There Mm -hmm. was no one invading her territory. Um, And it made me realize like how big of a difference um where you live and how you live can yeah. make like the dog yeah uh, so really yeah. good examples of of city living versus suburbs
1: yeah it's it's definitely made a big difference and and we just uh moved a few weeks ago um bought our first house so now we are in the in the suburbs uh and yeah day-to-day stress uh has gone down uh, a lot (laughs) because we're not having to yeah for sure um but it also like making sure that we're still keeping our chops up right you know just Mm -hmm. like you said just because we don't have to interact with the the same challenges sometimes it's still good to choose them and be able to work through that
0: Mm -hmm. for sure um (laughs) andrea says she does not appreciate the city i (laughs) I get that, <laughs> but also congratulations on buying a house and moving. That's amazing. Um, so what have been your top priorities um, with Mabel? Um, that could be what they are now or what they were like a year ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely shifted because I think, the the base idea of of always having you know a a happy fulfilled dog and and providing for um all of their needs uh you know has has always been there um but i think the the way that i've framed that has has changed because you know i i've kind of always had the reputation of having you know well-behaved dogs of um you know people are impressed if they haven't seen of like wow your dog you know walks on a leash and knows how to sit like it's it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be anything impressive but just because there are many people that that don't um do any training with their dogs uh it it can make an impression And so, especially being in an environment where I felt like Mabel was not living up to those standards or was, you know, uh, having a hard time, uh, I I was very worried at first of sort of what what would other people think or, like, was I being a nuisance? Um, And at a certain point remembering that, yeah, none of the, like, random people that I might encounter on a street, like, they... I'm probably never going to see them again. Whereas Mabel is the person that I'm trying to um, build a life with, right. And, Mm -hmm. and have, have the relationship. So, so having, having more of that shift of, of again, having a happy, fulfilled dog. Um, and also knowing that part of that is choosing what makes sense to do and what makes sense to step back from or, or give space, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where, where we are right
0: now. Yeah. So just how you've um, handled her needs over time has kind mm-hmm. of shifted. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And I I agree with that so much. And that could even be from a day to day basis. Yeah. Or an absolutely. hour basis, you know, mm-hmm. you run into something that you didn't expect and it was very triggering for them and you might have to, Take a step back and not do some of the things that you planned on doing the rest of the day. Yeah, um, even like there have been times where we were gonna go out to a restaurant and bring her, and you know something happened on our walk before, and and I decided you know I don't think it's a good idea to bring her anymore. Yeah, just for like her mental well being and my mental well being. Um, yeah because I know that she might be a little bit more anxious and therefore I might be a little bit more managing her and not being able to enjoy myself. Yeah, so, um, yeah for, for sure. Do you have like any in goals that you see um, like either from a reactivity side or even just like a sport side um, <laughs> since you're really into, into your sports? Yeah, I, I,
1: I honestly feel like the, you know, I, I don't want there to be an end, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. not only like do we don't need to get into like existential crisis of like realizing that I will probably live longer than Mabel and that's, you know, terrifying. Um, But uh, yeah, I think the, the goals we have are, are constantly evolving and where we've, made immense progress in so many places. There's always more or different places you can go. Um and I think obviously for for reactivity stuff, there's I I don't know if it's feasible to ever expect her to be neutral to all dogs in all situations, no matter what. Um but she she's already in the direction of of trending neutrality in the vast majority of cases and Mm -hmm. continuing that is is great and as as far as sports go there's you know of course there's the part of me that's like yes I want to get our master's agility champion title it's hard to know if that's in the cards for her we're still pretty new at it um but you know keep doing the things that we both love
0: for as long as we can. Um, yeah, that's,
1: that's kind of where we're at. Do you
0: think her exposure to other high drive, high energy dogs, um, like around the agility or dog diving or any kind of sport has like really helped, um, in that trending neutrality, neutrality, neutrality? Yeah. <laughs> I, think the word? I, I think, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I think it's helped.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's, it's really fascinating to me how in, in those sorts of contexts, she's very much like, okay, this is what we're here to do. I don't care about the the other dogs that are around, regardless of if they're, uh, you know, barking or, um, you know, champing at the bit to get into the ring or anything like that. She's just, you know, focused on what she's doing. And, and that has definitely trended into other areas. Like we were at a like dog bark in the park kind of event um, several weeks back. And there were way more dogs than I anticipated there, but I think it felt hectic enough that she was like, Oh, this might just be another event and was able to just walk through it. Um, so, yeah, that, that exposure and, and kind of getting the idea of you, you don't need to worry about anything else that's going around. This is what we're here for um, has, has really helped.
0: Mm-hmm. Has she always been like that um, when it came to different dog sports and being around dogs in that setting? Or, no. Or, <laughs> like, kind of um, in, like, a brief, like, step – list or whatever like what are some of the things that you did to to help her yeah um it's hard hard to know so
1: I guess in um uh I guess to to start we the the first sport that we got involved with was agility um and she started like the foundation classes when she was about 10 months Mm -hmm. and the way that that class starts is um, everyone kind of has their independent segment of the ring. So a bunch of X pens out. Um, So, so we had a a big quadrant of space to work in and sometimes she was able to focus on me and that was fine. And then other times it would be just this like, wait, there, there are other dogs doing other things and I really want to watch them and, and see what's going on. Um, and, and it's hard not to compare with, you know, none of the other dogs in my class had that sort of, that sort of trouble. Um, and for a while I was trying to kind of fit what everyone else in class was doing and, uh, being able to step back, um, and do what was right for Mabel, um Mm -hmm. massive credit to uh instagram friend uh tales of juniper who was the first person to like tell me after i was venting and very worried she was like you should bring a crate to class like and and have her crated between activities that's very common in this sport i don't know why no one else in your class does it yeah um and like oh, my God, what a change. And uh, it's funny, because several of our classmates ended up shifting in that direction, too, once they saw what an effect it made. Um, And at that point, you know, we had shifted into, like, actually having courses set up and people waiting their turn. um, And and having the ability to kind of on and off switch like that um, Mm -hmm. was very helpful for her. Um, And so kind of, taking that that same idea to any any other activity of having off time having on time um knowing that she has like a a safe structured space to go to yes. um has has really really helped us and even if it doesn't always look exactly the same um uh you know at an agility trial you'll have like a a crating area and that Mm -hmm. might be in the same building that the uh, um, courses are, or it might be like across the facility. Um, But just, you know, knowing that she has downtime and when she's kind of out uh, that means that it's about to be showtime and we're about to go have fun and play whatever the game is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that, that's definitely made a big difference. Um, And I think from there, just adding, more sort of structure to, like, what is our procedure when we, uh, you know, between crate and into ring and then out of ring and, and back back to the crate? Um, you know, at what point do we make sure that there is a bathroom pit stop? What do we do waiting for our turn to go in the ring? Like, what sort of engagement games do we mm-hmm. play? Um, how How much in the way of, like, treats or play does she get before those moments? And that will vary a bit just depending on how she's feeling. Some uh, environments are a little more stimulating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, the more we learn to lean towards a, a structure and having Mabel know what the expectations are, uh, the better and smoother things go.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a really healthy environment to be in. Um, yeah. I know like how you were saying, you kind of got caught up in like what everyone else was doing at your agility class. Um, whenever we, so we did agility in in July, just like a of mm-hmm. classes and um, just like starting off stuff, like nothing real big, like no no courses, um, or yeah, anything like that. And she did well, but I also don't think she was in like the best mental state and like. Personally, I don't think I was in the best, like, mental state that month either. Mm-hmm. Um, we, like, weren't implementing as much structure in the house. And she just was very anxious, like, yeah, regardless of the setting. But one of the things that I felt, too, was, you know, all these people are a lot better than us. Or, like, all these dogs are a lot more calm. And Bobby, my fiancé, came uh, one time to one of the classes with me, and, and he didn't do anything, like, major, but he just kind of was there for support, and yeah. he, he said, you know, you're doing a lot better than, like, what you think. Like, mm-hmm. you you don't see the little moments that the other dogs are having because you're just seeing, like, all the good things that they're doing, and then you're seeing yeah. how, like, anxious Layla is, and then you're comparing, mm-hmm. but he was like, but they have those moments, too. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that made me feel so much better. Uh, yeah, and it was it was really good that he was there for support that one time, mm-hmm. and I think we're gonna try it again, um, just with everything going on like this month. Um, we decided not to, but and I think we've kind of gotten back on a routine, and I mm-hmm. think we're both <laughs> a lot better. Yeah, um, and in a, and in a better place. So like, I think it's worth trying it again. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's something that I would really like to get more into because I think she'd be really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. That and, um, I was thinking about doing a fast cat this, nice uh, this weekend, but it's full and a huge wait list. So yeah, <laughs> decided not to this time. Um, but maybe some, some other time. So, okay. Um, well, tell us a success story between you and Mabel. Yeah, there's,
1: um, a a lot, a lot to choose from, but I think, um, and I, I've talked about this quite a bit in our stories and it comes up in posts all the time. Um, but thinking about, um, how Mabel, uh, conquered the, the seesaw in agility, um, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it looks like the, you know, kid seesaw and the idea is that the dog um, has to run up and wait on the mm-hmm. ends and until it tips and hits the ground at which point they can leave. Um, and I remember when we, we first introduced uh, just like a uh, wobble plank uh, in our, our foundational agility class. And she was, petrified of this thing it moved it made a bit of a noise like just getting her to like even step on it even if we were holding it still not a chance not Mm -hmm. it was not happening at all and um there was some some kind of push towards our class assistant who's not with our class anymore but kind of the like oh just like shove her onto it like have her do it let her see that it's not that big of a deal no, that was
0: not the right choice for for Mabel. Did you try um, that like were you uh, tempted to do it once?
1: Well, she she had me do it in class. Like she kind of forced my hand for it and it yeah, it did not go well. Um and I ended up like volunteering at an agility trial that next weekend and uh vendor was there and and selling wobble planks so I bought one and uh brought it home, you know, started with just like super neutral you know it's it's out in the space and we're not Mm -hmm. interacting with it and then uh creating a game that like you don't have to stand on it uh you don't have to do anything um but we're gonna like push the end down and when it hits the ground we're gonna Party, you know, mm-hmm. so many, so many treats. It's, it's the most fun game ever. Just to slam the board into the ground, and and she catches on to that. Like that becomes fun for her. Um, and eventually, we're able. Like, can we do it with two paws? Can we do it? Your entire body on it? Can we walk across it? Um, and it, yeah, it built from there, and it became like a super fun thing for her. And it, it took a while for that to transition to the actual seesaw um and even so like there would be moments where she seemed better at it but it was still having to like hold the plank as it lowered and then i swear one day we just had a rental and i fully expected to have to like still be holding it and she just was like oh i understand this now and this is my favorite game ever it just um yeah and and like that's that's still um You know, people, people joked with us because at our um, uh, agility course test event, um, she didn't want to do the table that day, which you're familiar, it's literally like a little table Mm -hmm. at their jump height, and they have to stay on it for five seconds. It doesn't matter, sit down, this dog has been doing platform work since she was 12 weeks old why she was not feeling it no idea <laughs> but the fact that she wouldn't do the table but everyone was like i will you know give you all the tables if i can have one of your dogs uh seesaw executions because it's so beautiful wow um yeah and and so that's like it's combination of of the hard work that went into that and and knowing the dog and and being able to desensitize for them and then just also a bit of like luck and patience that you know Mabel decided to a certain extent like yep this is this is fun for me now this is it um yeah um but I do think it's a it's a good lesson and I and I try to remind myself of like how how scared she seemed on that one day and the feeling of like oh I'm never going to be able to do this like she like clearly this just isn't for her if Mm -hmm. she's that you know shut down and then to see how she is so reminding myself that that could be the case for anything um, Mm -hmm. just with hard work
0: time patience and bit of luck yeah and i i totally agree with that um especially like it's hard to like you put in so much work and then one day whenever it just clicks and you're like but I did nothing that day <laughs> and it's like okay yeah. but you did like months of work mm-hmm. leading up to it including the little things of like even just having it present um you know just just having having the wobble board present and I actually remember seeing stuff on your stories about this yeah um in your house so it, it's funny that you <laughs> bring that up yeah. Um, and that seems like forever ago, but I vividly remember watching. <laughs> it. Um, yeah. And we had a similar experience, um, except I wasn't very, I wasn't really forced, but it was kind of just like, you know, dogs should love water, just throw her in. Yeah. You know? And it yeah. was the similar thing of of just throw her in, she'll like it, just throw her in. Mm-hmm um you know so I put her in like a little pool last summer or a, a yeah. tub of water and she hated it and then from that mm-hmm. time forward it was just like why even bother
1: right.
0: um well this summer I was like I'm just gonna work with her more making it a game playing with yeah. being seeing what she will do like not forcing anything but just trying And and we've made some progress but it's like it's one of those things where I'm not like she has to like water like she doesn't Mm -hmm. have to do this but like wouldn't it be such like a really cool journey and accomplishment to see her work over or work through one of those fears yeah um it's not really anything like the agility class where she you have to do a seesaw to do agility yeah one of the main things um But, you know, maybe any year from now, she will like swimming so much that I will do dog diving with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you never know. it and-
0: would be a 180. <laughs> it would be like, it would be a different dog if that was the case yeah. for us. <laughs> it would be so funny. So um, going back to, like, some of Mabel's reactivity, when, was there ever a moment whenever you just were, like, you know, something more has to be done um, or kind of like, um, like I remember there was a specific time with Layla where I I knew I was like, something has to be done, like a flip switch. And I was like, my, I don't want to say like my determination became like so much stronger, but it was just like, mm-hmm. if we don't do something now, like things are going to go off the rails. Yeah. I, I,
1: I think for me, it kind of, um, it came a bit slower, um, because there were, there were lots of red flags in, um, like, I, I described this moment of, um, the first, like, real, uh, walk we had, you know, when Mabel's fully vaccinated and, like, we can go a little bit further from, from where it lived and feel safe about it, and, you know, I had super high value treats with me and she would not take a single one like she is just bugged out looking at everything around her zero engagement in me and like clearly very stressed about Mm -hmm. things and to a certain extent you know letting that go or like trying to to fight it to an extent or just being told oh well you know find even higher value treats or you know bring a squeaky toy with you and that sometimes worked and other times didn't and then um you know it got to around the like seven ish eight month mark for her where she started finding her voice and (laughs) um you know kind of uh yelling at other dogs that she would, uh, see approaching. Um, and yeah, that was kind of just starting, um, while we were still in Ohio and then the, the move to, um, uh, downtown Hartford in Connecticut that, yeah, I was it was in the first couple of weeks of being here because at first it was like, Okay, well, this is a new place for her. It's you know, of, there's an adjustment, kind
0: of adjust and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think for me there is this moment, and uh, I remember talking to my fiance about it of like, uh, she doesn't understand what I want from her, like because I I could see like I was super frustrated at her, and and she was looking at me like. I, I don't get it. Like, what, Mm -hmm. what am I doing wrong? And that somewhere in the, you know, purely positive, just, just redirect and, and treat. And that is the end of what you do um, or just ignore the behaviors. You don't want to see that there was a disconnect and it wasn't, wasn't working for her. There Um, wasn't
0: that like clear communication. Yeah. Yeah yeah that makes sense. so like there would do you ever look back and think that there was maybe a time that like a dog really startled her or anything like that? um like I know sometimes reactivity comes from like a dog attack or you know mm-hmm. something something like that
1: yeah i I don't think there was a specific thing um I honestly think that that Mabel is just um you know predisposed to be uh kind of anxious unsure of Mm -hmm.
0: surroundings and yeah because I think um, with Layla as well mm because there was never an a true incident that yeah that changed anything
1: yeah like we um I do remember a time when we were rushed by an off-leash dog and like it was a really it was not a good situation um And there were, like, kids around who were laughing and running Mm -hmm. around us. But, like, there was no big difference between what she looked like a day before that and a day after. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, yeah. And, and, like, you could look at all sorts of situations. But I I really don't feel like there was the one thing that happened.
0: Yeah. I guess I, I say that or I bring it up because, like, I... I'm just thinking about some other people that I've met on here and, or seen their stories and, and I want them to know that it's okay that their dog didn't have some major incident that made this life altering, you know, reactivity happen. I know with some dogs, that's the case, but like you said, with, with Mabel and and with Layla as well, it was kind Mm -hmm. of predisposed, anxious, fearfulness. Yeah. Um, You know, it's kind of always been that way. And, and whenever I was going back before saying, you know, there was one one time that she got really really bad in terms of her like fearfulness, anxiety, and yeah. whenever it was like you know something has to change um, for us. But there there were times leading up to it where she was still fearful, just not as intense. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it was there. We never had an incident where. Yeah. Like you said, it was day and night because of that. incident. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. And, and I relate that um, to, you know, human mental health as well, that mm-hmm. um, obviously many people have experienced like a moment of, of trauma, like a specific incident happened um, that like, that's kind of the, the root of things that they deal with, but you can have experienced trauma or just have, um, you know, the need to take care of your mental health, even if it wasn't a like single instance, or even mm-hmm. if you don't feel like, I I have people who, who've told me that of like, you know, oh, well, I just don't feel like anything, anything bad enough happened or like, I don't, you know, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need therapy. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I I think the the happiest person in the world.
0: benefit from therapy because yes yeah I totally agree with that and I love that like um what's the word like metaphor that you Mm -hmm. you kind of looked at with that because that's how obviously a lot of like I don't want to say like my life through Layla but like I Mm -hmm. relate to her and sometimes that helps with our training you know because I think if I was and, you know i can't be like well you know a skateboarder is coming at me so i'm getting scared you know that yeah. doesn't scare me but i think you know she's feeling feeling fearful or anxious at this moment i have felt that way before yeah what do i like in that situation you know kind of like how do i you know i need more or i need different in that moment from mm-hmm you know, maybe like how my fiance is talking to me or helping me, helping comfort me or helping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it makes me think, you know, in that moment, Layla needs something a little different to be able to get through this moment, get through this overwhelming state of, of fear and, and anxious and scared and all this. And yeah, you know, sometimes the comfort doesn't help, you know, sometimes it's better if you you know, disrupt behavior and, and get them out of this situation. Um, but definitely the clear communication, um, I think helps a lot. Yeah. And, um, out of all the things that we have done or tried or used tools, whatever play, I think will always be like the number one thing that mm-hmm. kind of has has helped her desensitize. Has helped her snap out of stuff. Um, I will like. That's the one thing that I think will always like get us on an- another level. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's that could be like a whole hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, but going into some mental health, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, has Mabel changed your views? about the world in any way um you know whether that be with mental health or how you see other people
1: yeah i think i mean in in tons of little ways um for sure uh but i think kind of kind of echoing echoing back to um what you were saying as far as relating what Layla's dealing with um to your own experience, um kind of finding the the line of of uh, how humanizing our dogs can be helpful and how they cannot. Um I, you know, have always been a person that that loved dogs, loved um, you know, I, I see a dog on the street and I, you know, even with my own dog next to me, I'm like, Oh, look at the, you know, look at the puppy. Right. Um, that's, that's just, uh, my person, but thinking about how that mentality, the, you know, sometimes things on a dog Instagram, whether that's, um, we rate dogs or the, you know, idea of pet all the dogs kind of thing um, has definitely led to entitlement might be a strong word, but there, there is definitely this feeling that many people seem to have about expectations of what they think a dog should be, whether that's in public and, and realizing ways that I've contributed to it in in my own way um so i think finding finding the ways that relating our own experiences and um seeing seeing the world in a way that helps us better understand our dogs great but also remembering that you know they they are a totally other species and yeah. they are living in a world but was not designed for them and not
0: accommodating at all. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, and so, yeah, it's, it's tricky to, to walk that line. And I'm, I'm constantly, uh, reassessing things with that lens these days, um, of just, you know, that it's, that it's still okay to love dogs and it's still okay to, you know, follow, uh, all of the, you know, dog accounts to just enjoy cute dog pictures. And Mm -hmm. not all of them have to be like deep training content, but, um, you know, loving dogs, but also looking out for them and, and respecting them and, and Mm -hmm. whatever else. So,
0: yeah, I think there are accounts that come to mind. Um, you know, a lot of them that use their platform for good, uh, Mm um, you know, in terms of, uh, a breed, you know, education and especially with like the bully breeds and, and Mm -hmm. muzzle training and, and different things. And, um, like with, with me and Layla kind of going back to like how I've seen myself and her, it's made me be more empathetic towards other people as well. Um, and just has like made me take a moment to like think a little bit more. Like I don't know exactly what's going on in their life, so I'm gonna be mm-hmm. patient with them. More this, more that, whatever. Yeah. Um. Especially with the pandemic and and being on social media so much more, you don't see everyone's life behind the lens, and yeah. And sometimes that makes you, some you know. So it goes both ways. Sometimes you're like, well, I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna give them grace, and then sometimes. You know, you may think, well, that doesn't seem right, and it makes you think a little bit more. Um, yeah. But this dog Instagram world has like really opened up my eyes and um found like minded people and has mm-hmm. found I found my voice on here a little bit too. I think, which is a really cool cool thing to do because I've always been really passionate about mental health, but I think this has been like a really cool outlet to yeah merge interest and and common things of all people or not all people because not all people are dog people but um <laughs> you know um but kind of find that common ground of like here's a really cute dog and then here's an instagram post about mental health <laughs> yep yeah
1: i i always appreciate the way uh yeah you you walk that line really really well um Uh, Yeah. And I, I chuckle because uh, nothing like handling Mabel over the last uh, year and a half has made me think like, why aren't there pet therapists? Not therapists (laughs) for your dog, but a therapist for me to talk about what I'm dealing with my dog with because a million dollar idea there. Yeah. Um, I think there's
0: a market for it. (laughs) Yes. Like we have like our trainer And then I have my therapist. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes, like, the same way that I feel before my therapist appointment of, like, yes, I get to go and I get to talk and I have this relief. That's Mm -hmm. how I feel before my training session with my dog trainer. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just, like, I'm about to have this relief of, like, all these crazy things that Layla has done or, like, um, even getting on here. And just, you know, talking to, like, either in a group chat or on these lives, it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I get excited because I get to talk about, you know, whatever we're going through. And um, we get to talk about whatever we're going through and, and relate and comfort each other, you know, which yeah. it's nice. Um, my royal hound said that she's a dog coach, so she... Yeah, I was like, she, oh, she <laughs> you was... found her. <laughs> you found that person um but I agree you know that that's definitely something that that is needed how has Mabel affected your mental health yeah um you know there is
1: something really beautiful and and positive about having a little creature that depends on you and I think about um for the first few months of the pandemic in particular, uh, uh, Jason, my, my fiance and I were, were still long distance. And so for the first like three months, I didn't see anyone. Um, and I am so grateful that I had Mabel with me as like the excuse to like, well, not just excuse, but like the need to get up, get outside, Mm -hmm. have routine, um, and and so that was really really powerful um and you know even to this point if i if i'm feeling extra stressed and and know that i need to step away for a break i almost always go for like a little play session with mabel mm-hmm. um that said um absolutely has added more stress um the worst panic attacks that I have had in the past couple of years have been after, uh, incidents with Mabel. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's so lots of positives, but also has had negative effects, but I don't think lasting, you know, no. moments of, you know, additional stress or, um, you know, it was panic attacks, but really like it just kind of goes back to, I, I care so much about her and exactly. wanting to do right by her and caring about our relationship. Um, and, and so all of that is still positive, even mm-hmm. if it has really hard moments in yes. the middle of it.
0: Yes, exactly. I was actually just listening to a podcast and, and, um, this podcaster just wrote a book and I don't remember if this quote was in the book or if she was just saying it in the podcast, but you know, she just said anxiety is there for a reason. It's trying to tell you something like yeah, feelings are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, those strong feelings that you might've had after the walk or whatever, the incident and, mm-hmm. and you had this panic attacks, it was, there because like you said, you cared so much about yeah. Mabel. Um, yeah. It almost like makes me teary. I do think about it because you know, I've been there before and I'm sure a lot of people listening have also. Yeah. And uh, some of the moments that we've had like that has kind of, I felt the feelings and then I woke up the next day and, and those were the most like determined days that I had. Yeah. Um, yeah some some of the most determined days that I had or some of the most like positive days that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think it's like you said, just a beautiful journey of, of these up and down days, you know, it's yeah been said a thousand times, but it's never linear. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so besides like those little play sessions with, with Mabel that you sometimes do to kind of break, break that, um, you know, crazy energy. Um, what are some of the ways that you maintain your mental health, um, dog related or not? Yeah. Um, so
1: I go, I go to, uh, was weekly. I'm now every other week therapy. Um, uh, started that in the fall. Um, and I have gone to therapy at other like concentrated doses, but this is the longest stretch of time. Um, I know that therapy is not accessible for everyone. Um, our healthcare system is a mess. That's another conversation. Um, but uh, it is one of the like best things I've done for myself. Um, I, I wish I had done it sooner and just just, even just making the the conscious space to think about how I'm doing and, mm-hmm. um, you know, set goals and, and evaluate things there. Um, you know, whether with a therapist or not, I think is, is so important. Um, and so outside of that kind of like maintenance, uh, that goes along with uh regular therapy, um, you know, uh, Trying to have the the right balance of routine in my life and and structure, but also leaving plenty of space for going outside of that uh, based on what I need in a particular moment. Hey, some of this sounds like what I do with my dog. amazing yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, finding, you know, things to look forward to, whether that's yes, um, yeah, making like. Okay, this is gonna be a morning that I go out and treat myself to you know coffee at favorite shop um, versus you know making it at home um, and and finding finding moments of of joy to to add in and things things to look forward to um, yeah that's been that's been really helpful. Um, and in general, just like knowing when to to take breaks and that mm-hmm. can be break of any sort uh from from work from you know active training from uh worrying about a particular thing uh just knowing when it makes sense to step back from
0: something yeah, yeah. i i echo all of that the therapy, the routine. Sometimes mm-hmm. um I wonder if I benefit from the routine more or if Layla benefits from the <laughs> routine more. Yeah. <laughs> um I, I I wonder that sometimes or some days. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, echo all of that. And and I was even thinking to myself before you said it, one of the biggest things that I've learned is Knowing when I need to take a break from her, yeah, um, and whether that be going to my friend's house or going for a walk by myself or, you know, taking an hour to work out with her in the crate, just whatever, yeah, yeah. um, that's been a really big lesson that I've I've learned and have truly benefited from. Um, and I I asked on my stories the other day, like, if you work from home, do you crate your dog? Mm-hmm. And I think it was, like, a 50-50 split, and it actually kind of surprised me um, because I definitely would have thought that more people would have, like, crated their dog, mm-hmm. like, even for a few hours. Like, I don't crater the whole day. I I crater about three to five, depending on meetings mm-hmm. and, and different things like that. Um, but, like, I wouldn't be able to to fully put in 100% at work, I don't think, if um, – if I didn't create her and set those boundaries yeah. throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. It's been beneficial in her learning the off switch too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I think about that a lot because
1: when I got her, even when, you know, pandemic stuff took over at the time we were all young and naive and like, Oh, well, this will be fine. Like having, having a puppy and working from home, for, you know, the first two months here, uh, and then going back to normal, like, that's not so bad. That's helpful for potty training, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And then I've, I have in the process of pandemic uh, transitioned that I am indefinitely remote at this point, um, as long as I work for the company I'm with right now. Uh, Yeah, and that was never, never really my goal. I always thought that I would be leaving most days at least for some of the day. Um and yeah, it is hard to get distance especially when you know, when we were living in an apartment there's only so many places you can go, mm-hmm. so many uh, rooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and so yeah, for for me having we we had like created nap time um from about one thirty to 3:30 every day um, uh, for, for a while in the apartment. And just to, just to give some structure of like you hang out over there and I'm going to be in this other room doing my thing. And I don't have to even have like half an ear out for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'm lucky that at this point I, she, she's very trustworthy at Liberty. Um, Uh, really doesn't, doesn't get into things like the worst she might do is, you know, pull more of her toys out of her toy box than I thought she might have access to. Okay, that's, that's fine. Um, But in the in the new house, um, the I'm in the finished basement, which is my office slash the dog room. And, um, and I have gotten into routine of like, I wake up, come down here, uh, get her outside, get her breakfast. Maybe we do like a little bit of play, a little bit of training, but then I leave her down here and I go back upstairs and I set up for the day, you know, make coffee, you know, shower, (laughs) do whatever I need to do. um, And having that separated time that I can just focus on what I need and not what she does. Um, And again, like that's, the having the space there I get is not feasible for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, which is a good, good opportunity to maybe use the crate instead. Right. Um, But yeah, having, having that separation and even though you don't need to, when you work from home, it's all the more important to make sure that
0: you are making opportunities for it. Mm -hmm. That and, and everyone has their different lifestyle. So um like some dogs might not have to work on their off switch as much. Yeah, yeah. You know, Layla or Mabel or or whatever. Um, some dogs might be might be able to read I don't want to say read the room a little bit better because Layla can definitely tell whenever I'm like done. You know, we've we've set the enough mm-hmm. boundary. Um yeah. that, that word, you know, the enough, like we're done playing, we're done whatever. Um and I can still tell that she, you know, maybe we were playing with a ball or like a squeaker and I said enough and she knows to kind of disengage from me, but she's still playing with the squeaker. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm glad that you've learned to like do on your own Mm -hmm. and the squeaker is still out and you can still enjoy yourself, but like, I can't work. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, um, yeah that's that's how how our lifestyle is
1: mm-hmm. um
0: so we're at an hour and i'm I'm gonna ask like one more question um and then we'll we'll wrap up um what would you say to someone else who doesn't have a reactive dog but wants to be more educated about what they could do to either help um or just be more conscious about it?
1: yeah, I think. Um, just the reminder that not, not all dogs are, are created the same and everyone's got their, um, uh, strengths and weaknesses and the reminder that, you know, just because you, you love all the dogs, uh, sometimes the best thing you can do to love all the dogs is give them space and ask permission before you pet And, uh, you know, if, say, there's a a little dog uh, that's barking at you, maybe don't antagonize it of, like, oh, are you so big and tough? Because, yeah, that's a thing that regularly happens with Mabel. Um, Yeah, Um, not not helpful for a reacting dog, uh, if you did not know. Yeah. Um, um, oh, she's woken up from her nap and is going to come visit. Oh um, <laughs> no. <Hello. laughs> yes, you knew we were talking about you and you needed to be seen for at least a minute. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so so knowing that again, uh sometimes the best way to show love for a dog is to give space and also just understand that most the vast majority of handlers with reactive dogs are trying as hard as they possibly can um it's it's not you know a reactive dog equals a bad handler um mm-hmm. it does not equal a bad dog like uh and so having having the bit of of grace and empathy there um for what others are are going through goes a long way cuz I know what it was like to, you know, before having Mabel see a dog that was just, like, losing its head and, and um, uh, then think, like, hmm, what's going on there? Like, maybe they should teach their dog. Like, no, it's, yeah. not, it's not about that. You're just people are trying the best that they can, and um, you never know the full mm-hmm. story of what's going on.
0: Yes, that is exactly right. Uh, Raising Borders said maybe when someone says, hey, my dog is dog reactive, for the people to not bring their dog closer. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah. The, um,
1: You know, like, hey, please don't approach. Oh, no, it's fine. My dog is friendly. Like, I don't care. Keep yeah. your dog away from mine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah basic basic etiquette that I wish all people had understanding of of dogs
0: um. yeah and and I I think that's just like something that I, I I mentioned it in another another live I don't know if that's like a United States thing or if that's like every everywhere um it's just been like accepted but yeah my whole life I guess um and, and how I was raised in the society, like, I kind of, the culture I grew up in, um, was just, you know, all dogs are friendly, you know, yeah, yeah. good, all, you know, unless, unless they're, you know, chained up in a yard behind a fence or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, but this was a really great conversation, Lindsay. I'm so yeah. glad we had it.